0: This is episode number 254, The Power of Picking Yourself. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. Happy Canada Day to my Canadians, and I actually just became a Canadian a few weeks ago, so this is my first Canada Day as a Canadian, and happy 4th of July to all of my Americans out there on Sunday. Freedom and independence in our lives are things that are easy to take for granted, and not everybody has that, so I just want to take a second just to say that I'm so grateful, and I'm also grateful for you. Thanks so much for being part of this podcast and part of my community I love hearing from you guys, and I send out a newsletter every single Monday that has a mindset and motivation slant. It has the podcast of the week and a question for you to ponder, and I love when you guys hit reply and tell me how it sat with you, and someone told me actually that they didn't know that you could actually hit reply, so I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, and if there's any direction that you want me to take, I'm open to that because if you've been listening for a while, you know this podcast is over four years old. And it's always fun to grow and evolve into new topics. And Moxie and Grit, if you haven't heard of Moxie and Grit, it is my apparel company, primarily socks, but we have other stuff like cycling jerseys and t-shirts and books. And we just came out with some new socks. We have Beer Me socks in a couple colors. And we also have socks that have an F-bomb on them. So for those of you that don't want to put the the swear words on your socks and you want to be a little bit more cheeky about it, we have two colors of F-bomb socks. So go over to moxieandgrit.com. That is M-O-X-Y and grit.com and check out all of the goodies. In 2019, I was doing two podcast episodes a week. On Thursday, I was doing my regular guest interviews. And on Mondays, I would have a series called Crush It Mondays, which had motivation, mindset, productivity, all different kinds of tips to help you get through the week. And that was a big hit and people have been asking me about it. So now I have a once a month solo episode that I've been doing on the first Thursday of the month. So that's what this is. People often ask me how I come up with ideas for my newsletter or for the podcast or just in general for what I'm doing. And it comes from a number of different forms. It comes from something maybe I'm dealing with, maybe something I've heard repeatedly with my health coaching clients. It comes from books that I'm reading or other podcasts that I've listened to. So basically just being a seeker and being curious is something that helps me come up with new ideas to research. And this week's podcast episode was deeply inspired by Matt Frazier of No Meat Athlete Radio, and their last podcast was about this topic. And the topic is about picking yourself. No one picked me to become a professional mountain biker or to start a podcast. And in fact, when I look back at some of the goals I had when I was younger and some of the dreams and beliefs I had for myself before I started endurance sports, I never would have thought that I could actually pick a path like this. No one picked me to become a speaker where I've been on stages for entrepreneurs, tech gurus, and other athletes. No one picked me to write for dozens of publications over the years. And Seth Godin, an author, marketer, speaker, and businessman said, no one is going to pick you. Pick yourself. And as I mentioned, I was recently listening to the No Meat Athlete Radio where founder, author, and ultra runner Matt Frazier was talking about making the New York Times bestseller list with his co-authored new book, The Plant-Based Athlete. And Matt Frazier has been a guest on this podcast to talk not only about the book, but about interesting things in life that are relevant to this type of podcast. And I also had the co-author Robert Cheek on the podcast as well to talk about his process of becoming a New York Times bestseller. And at the time we recorded both of those episodes, they didn't know for sure that this was going to happen. So I definitely encourage you to check those out and also pick up the book, The Plant-Based Athlete. It's such a great book. It's like the ultimate guide to how to be a plant-based athlete. All the questions that people have asked me over the years and certainly these questions have been asked by many, many people. And not only does it go over everything that you need to know about being a plant-based athlete, some of the research behind it, But it also features top athletes from around the world in different sports saying how they did it and maybe some of the other things that have helped them along the way. And I'm actually in the book, too. So I'm pretty excited about that. So make sure you pick up the book, The Plant-Based Athlete. But back to Matt, he was talking about wanting the outcome of making the New York Times bestsellers list. And the book ranked number four. So far, it's been two weeks in a row. But Matt was talking about how he already felt successful before even making this list because of the strong impact that the book had on the world and helped serve his purpose and that he still wanted the desired outcome. He really wanted the desired outcome of becoming a New York Times bestseller because that is a big deal and it's something that sticks with you for the rest of your life. But at the same time, you can also find joy and fulfillment without, quote, making a list or getting the validation from someone else that you are good or impactful. He also talked about starting his blog and the pick yourself mentality that he actually learned from Seth Godin, who mentored him. I love these words, pick yourself, because I've been trying to describe these exact words for years, but I can never find an eloquent way to say it. The way that I would say it is something would happen that would try to block me because somebody wouldn't pick me, and then I would just go around them. But picking yourself, if Matt didn't decide to start writing, then the thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, of lives would never have been positively affected through No Meat Athlete. And to do the thing, the thing that you're dreaming of, you often just have to start. And imposter syndrome makes us think things like, well, who am I to write an article? Or who am I to finish a marathon? Who am I to become a world champion? Who am I to start a podcast? And it takes courage to believe in yourself and believe in your dreams because if you're focused on outcomes, you could come up short and you will fail along the way. But that's just a moment in time. Like failure is something that a lot of times people identify with. I am failure. But you're not a failure. A failure is just a data point on a map. You're the person behind the failure, the person who's going to keep going. Non-identification with failures and with successes is important. The failure and success are not permanent things, but the person that you are, the person that you are evolving to become, that's something that sticks with you. But let's go down the path of coming up short, of failing. What if you do come up short what if you never made the New York Times bestseller list? And guess what? Most people will never make that list. What if you never stand on a podium at an event? Does that mean that all the work that you've done was worthless? Well, most people would say no. They'd say, of course, they wish that they had had the thing, the podium, the New York Times bestseller list, whatever that thing is. But it doesn't mean that your path or the work that you've done is invalidated. It's the person and identity you become on the way there. That's why big challenges and big dreams are important, regardless if someone else or society quote, picks you to say that you are great. You could write an amazing book and not make the New York Times bestseller list. You could be an incredible athlete and just never have a day where you put it together on the world's biggest stage. The challenges and big dreams are a part of what gives life substance and meaning and going for those challenges are what give life substance and meaning because on the day on the day that quote someone could pick you or on the day that you're hoping to make a result that isn't going to define if what you're doing is fulfilling and meaningful i'll give you another example if you go to the moxyandgrit.com website m o x y a n d g r i t . c o m we have a tab called tales of epic shit and it's to highlight people that are wearing our socks and just to give people um, a place to share their stories, because not everybody has that. And plus, it's super inspiring to hear other people's stories. And this story is about someone named Doug and Bob who did a race called The Race Across the West, where they went 930 miles with over 50,000 feet of climbing during a record heat wave. In the blog post on Tales of Epic Shit, you can find that in the show notes. Bob wrote it and he says, people ask me, why do you do things like this? And he says, most likely by the time I finish writing this, neither you or I will be any closer to that answer, except maybe the answer is in the little stories within the story. The things we will take with us long after we forget what our finishing time was or what place we came in. And something interesting happened. They didn't make the time cut, but they still kept going and they still finished. So the website actually says that they had a DNF, but they still finished the event in their own time. And they didn't get the external validation of having that finisher's time on the website. But that a- that doesn't actually matter because the adventure that they had and the things that they went through and the grit and resilience is something that they'll have with them forever. They still found meaning and fulfillment in what they did, even though the website doesn't say that they had a certain result. So it's kind of two parallel topics here. We're talking about not being so focused on the outcome, but also picking yourself. And they are interrelated. But let me tell you a secret. I've always wanted to be picked. It's part of being human to want to belong and to want people to like you. But growing up, I was never one of the cool kids. I was never one of the popular kids. I desperately wanted the popular kids to like me and invite me to hang out with them. And I wasn't even one of the cool kids in band. Like I was in the band for a really long time And instead of picking me to be a cool kid, the cool kids picked on me constantly. And no matter what my level of success, like I graduated third in my large graduating high school class, I was one of the top tennis players in my school, and I was the top flute player in band from grade 10 on. But I still didn't feel confident, and I still didn't feel like I belonged. And I still wanted nothing more than someone to pick me to be, quote, one of the cool kids. It wasn't until I decided to train for a marathon when I was 17 that I finally started to care less about fitting in with others. This was a different goal that I set, one that wasn't what someone else expected of me or something to fit in so that maybe somebody else would like me. I didn't know anyone who had ever even run a marathon before, and running taught me to become my own best friend. Going to the gym every day on top of that and getting a job also got me out of my limited bubble of the kids at school. And people started seeing me in a different way because they didn't have this story that had been carried with me through my whole life. And I started to like myself whenever I became a runner. And as a result, the other people started to like me more, too. And when I chose myself to do things for me and not because someone else in my family did it or I thought that's what I needed to, quote, be cool, things started changing. And the, quote, cool kids at school also became more interested in me. But something funny happened. I wasn't interested in them anymore because I didn't need them. That was the first time I picked myself. And over the years, I had to keep picking myself. In fact, that's how I've built my career. A lot of times people ask me like, how do you do all of these things or how did you get started? And it's because I picked myself. It happened again when I became a professional mountain biker. I wished a big team would pick me so that I could have support. I wanted to feel cool and validated again, that I had a whole team set up at races to be wearing the t-shirts of a famous team. But let me tell you that never happened. And I've been racing my bike since 2003. I've been a professional mountain biker since 2006. And if I continued to wait for a team to pick me or someone important to believe in me, and important also goes in quotes, I probably would have kept that ceiling built over my head that I am not good enough unless someone picks me. And I've seen so many amazing athletes quit the sport because they were waiting for someone to pick them. And they thought that they weren't good enough because they weren't getting picked. And that's so sad to me because all these dreams that they could have realized, all these adventures that they could have had, it was because they were just they, they missed out on them because they were waiting for someone to pick them. And I admit, I had some thoughts of quitting the sport altogether. There was a point I was already done with my master's degree, but I didn't want to be an engineer. So I went back to school and I took all the pre-med courses and prerequisites and I did all the volunteer work so that I could go to PA school or medical school and move on. But then something happened. I started doing endurance sports instead of trying to follow the path of cross-country racing, and things started going better for me. And past that in 2013, I stopped waiting to get picked by a big team so that I could be funded so that I could, you know, do all these things. And I picked myself again, instead of waiting, I said, I'm just going to go get all my own sponsors. And I made my own program. And finally, I was a professional getting paid to ride my bike. And I also got to choose where and how I raced. That meant that I didn't have the big fancy tents at races or maybe the recognition in the media that comes with being on a large team, but I was still getting to do the thing that I wanted to do, and in some ways that meant even more to me. If I didn't keep picking myself, if I kept waiting for someone else to pick me to say that I was valuable or I was good, then I might not be sitting here doing this right now. And do I still wish one of those heavily supported teams that get higher visibility in the media pick me? Sure. It would be great to get an invite to do something like that. But the things I've learned about business, about writing proposals, about negotiation, finding contacts, the uncertainty that comes every single year of trying to figure out how you're going to make money. while I don't like that all the time. You know, that's a, that's been something that's been a great lesson for me. Networking and all the things I've built because of this path I've chosen are invaluable. And I'm not saying you can't do those things if you are on a big team as a cyclist but this was a path for me and I'm grateful for it, even though it wasn't easy and it still isn't easy. The same goes for riding. I wanted media to pay attention to me and what I was doing because I was going on adventures to crazy places that most people have never ridden a bike. And you could argue that it was for ego. And certainly my ego does enjoy getting recognized and it's embarrassing to talk about ego, but we all have one. But more so, I wanted to share the message and example that you're far more capable than you ever imagined, that I'm just a normal person and I was able to do these things because I believed in myself and I picked myself. And I wanted to share how I would do some of these events because I wanted to help people find meaning in their lives through doing hard things but I wasn't getting that recognition in the media. So I picked myself again. I decided that instead of waiting for media to cover me, I'd cover it myself. So I would pitch to magazines and write about my own adventures. And FYI, it started with my blog. There weren't magazines that just suddenly started taking me on. It was because I spent years writing for my own blog. And I would write about these adventures and Of course, I wish the media would still pick me and write about me in feature stories, but I've written way more feature stories that have made me a stronger writer. It's enabled me to write in my own voice instead of somebody writing about me. And I have also so badly wanted to be on the cover of a bike related magazine. And it's really vulnerable to be telling you these things that I wish that I had been picked for or wish that I had but I'm telling you this because I don't want you to give up for the thing that you're after. And I'm also been working and speaking with some of the younger cyclists and I I don't want them to give up because they didn't get picked. So I've been working on my own photography for years and my photography has made it on the cover of a magazine just last year and something I celebrated, but I myself have not been on the cover of a magazine. So I'm going to move on to another thing podcasting. No one picked me to start a podcast or told me that they would help me produce it. And I've had people come to me asking me if they think that they should start a podcast. And I say, absolutely. In fact, I did an episode on why you should start a podcast. And a lot of times we think, well, no one's going to care what I have to say, or, you know, nobody's going to listen to it. But if you just don't ever even try, then you're never going to know the impact you can have, or just even the personal value that it brings to have a podcast. So how did I start a podcast? Well, in fact, I had the audacity to send a a message to one of the bigger podcasts. This was like in 2013, asking if I could come on their show. And the podcast host wrote back to me and they said, yes. And I couldn't believe it. But then they said, well, the only times we record podcasts are in person. So I said, well, I'll jump on a plane and I'll be there. Just let me know when. And then they never responded ever again. And I kept following up. I followed up for an entire year, hoping that they would get back to me. And they just never responded to me ever again. And instead of just saying no to me, they said yes and ghosted me, and that did not feel good. And that also happens in business all the time. Like people just ghost you, and that's a life lesson that it's, it sucks, but I always respond now, no matter what, to people, because a no is better than no response. Anyway, so I asked myself, why did I want to go on that podcast? And the answer is that I felt like I had important things to share, But I realized by starting my own podcast that not only could I share my own thoughts, but I could create a space for others to do so too. And would it ever have the reach of one of those bigger podcasts? Probably not. And it still hasn't, even though I love you guys and there's a lot of people listening. It's definitely not on the top 10 on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called these days. But the ripple effect of impacting even just one person is massive. It's so much more massive than you could ever imagine. Just being nice to one person, just helping one person because you don't know what they're going to do after that. And the same thing has happened with public speaking. People have asked me how I became a speaker. And I said, well, I just put a speaker tab on my website. And I started going to all the different REIs when I was traveling for work, asking if I could do free speeches. And that's how I became a speaker. And then before I knew it, Uh, companies were contacting me to be a keynote speaker, and I was able to do a TEDx talk. So if I hadn't picked myself and said, I'm a speaker, I'm going to start reaching out and just going to all these places and practicing and becoming a speaker, then it never would have happened. And a lot of times people think you need to have an agent to get started, but you just have to get started. And that's the amazing thing about this age that we live in, is that you can do just about anything And I'm not going to say on your own because you're not doing it on your own, but you don't have to wait for a big publication or an agency or a team or anybody to pick you in order to try to maximize your potential in order to find meaning and value in the work that you're doing. And just because you aren't recognized by these bigger things doesn't mean that the work you're doing isn't meaningful. I'll give you one last example. I might never have that blue check mark on Instagram. Yes, Instagram, where the blue check mark means, hey, you're somebody notable. I've applied for that and I've been rejected. So, according to Instagram, I'm not a notable figure. And of course, that hurts me and it sucks. But at the same time, does that mean the work I'm doing on Instagram isn't valuable? And the answer is no. I know that my Instagram account has impacted lots of people's lives. I know that the connections that have been made there are so important to me. And having that blue check mark is would be Instagram picking me and they haven't picked me and I'm okay with that. It doesn't mean that I like it, but it means that I can still find happiness and value in the things that I'm doing without getting picked. So I continue to pick myself and do work that has meaning behind it, not trying to quote hack an algorithm or get more followers. I do it because I find value in that work. And I know that that work will help others as well. And this comes down to a distilled point Doing an activity for the sake of the activity itself, not doing the activity because you want the validation, not doing the activity solely because you want the podium or to make a special list, but doing the activity for the sake of the activity itself. And the outcome or validation just becomes secondary. And let me bring up one caveat. You could get the validation like you could stand on top of a podium like I've won races before, but they felt empty because I didn't feel proud of that performance. I felt that I didn't push myself to my limit or to maximize my potential and the win came too easy and therefore the win didn't mean as much to me because of that. And on the opposite side, I've done not as well on paper at races, but I went way beyond what I ever thought I could, and those were more meaningful to me than actually getting the validation of the podium result. I often think about what would have happened if I had waited for a team to pick me, or a brand or a producer to say to me that I should start a podcast, or a publisher to come to me to tell me that I should be a writer, or a speaking agency telling me to be a speaker, Or the thing that started it all, for someone to tell me that I could run a marathon at 18. My life would be dramatically different if I never picked myself. And not only from the deep groove of self-belief that I've etched in, but most importantly, from the lives that I've been able to touch and the people I've been able to help along the way. And that is so important to me. And that is why I get out of bed in the morning. It's because I believe that we have agency over our own lives, and it starts with picking yourself. And as you can see, some of my biggest rejections, not getting picked, have led to the biggest amounts of growth and opportunity. And when I feel stuck, I remember that this is part of the path. Feeling stuck but still doing the work for the right reasons always compounds into something meaningful if you keep showing up. And even if you don't know what that thing is or what that path is going to look like, keeping that hope and moving forward is going to get you somewhere. And it might not even be where you thought. Being stuck can feel like sitting in a valley fog and once that fog clears, you see the path to the top of the mountain and you didn't even know what mountain that you were going for when you were stuck in the fog. And then once you get to the peak of that mountain, you realize that there are thousands of other peaks and some of them don't even have a trail to get there. One asterisk I will include is that no one does this alone. Someone did have to pick me to agree to my pitches for stories or to accept my proposals for sponsorships. I've had supporters who have believed in me along the way, but I had to believe in myself first, even when no one, not even my family, believed in me. So picking yourself doesn't mean doing it alone, but it means having that belief to get started. And my question for you this week is, are you waiting for someone to pick you in order to go for a goal or a dream that you want? Are you holding yourself back because you think someone else should be getting you started for you? And especially with the times we live in, you can pick yourself for just about anything. And I'll leave you with a quote from my husband, Matt Ioannis, that I think about weekly that he told me whenever I first started all of this with starting my own sponsorship program and starting all of these different projects. He said to me, have the courage to believe that you're worth it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so that others can find the show as well. I'm so grateful for your, that you're here. And if you're interested in some of these mental skills and attitudes and psychology that I bring to all these different projects I do, I put it all together in a mindset course. It's the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy. It's 23 modules on goal setting and habits, motivation and mindset, self-talk and optimism and also race day confidence. And it comes with a workbook. So you can find that at moxieandgrit.com or go to sanyaluni.com and click mindset academy. It's been so cool to be able to connect with people on this deeper level and to help people not only feel good as athletes, but feel good in their lives. So thank you. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being part of this community and for listening. And I hope that you do the thing, the thing that you've been wanting to try, pick yourself.